0: Halloween is coming, and you are listening to "So I Married a Movie Geek." I'm Chrissy McQueen. Justin Winters is here, and we have a special guest, Jeff Skinner, is in the house. Woo-hoo. Hello,
1: everyone! Thank you, guys, so much for having me.
0: Oh my god, we could not be more excited!
2: What's up, Jeff? Not much, man. I haven't seen you in a long time. So, context for this: I've known Jeff. I was counting this up half officially half my life. <laughs> Eighteen years, just while and, you're giggling uh, under your breath over there. Exactly, and Jeff is wow. a big reason. Uh, one of the integral parts of me even being out here in the first place because I came out and stayed with him a summer during college, and then once I moved out here, I uh, slept on his couch for a few weeks until I found a job and uh, you know found my own place. And then I came back and, and was a roommate with you. Again. That's right. So
0: <laughs> It all came full circle.
2: Jeff is he a really huge did. movie geek, man.
0: I was and just I, gonna say you're a movie geek too.
1: I I know I absolutely am. I think um Justin has the jump on me because he grew up in the in the environment. He literally grew up where I wanted to grow up. Yeah. Like I we had Rainbow Video in Kinston, North Carolina, this little video store that I was just obsessed with all the horror. Covers And I mean, I, I like every single one. I'm, I mean, I'm probably like 10 at the time, 9, 10. And um, every single one of those I wanted to take home. I wanted to rent. They were all R, so I couldn't see them. Um, but uh, but ever since then, uh, I, like for school projects, I would make my own. Like instead of writing a paper, I would ask the teacher if I could do a video like VHS, you know, with the big uh, shoulder-mounted. Uh, VHS tapes that every uh, VHS recorders that everybody had. Um, so I always appreciated the fact that uh, Justin, Justin's movie collection, I believe.
2: No, man. Game recognized game. I remember him. when I met Skinner and he's like, man, I love movies too. He's the kind of guy that just buys everything. You, just yes. buys everything. When I used to live with him, he would just buy like truckloads of movies and just <laughs> throw them in his his closet. And I'm like, you got tons of stuff in here that you haven't even opened. I'm like, what are you doing, Jeff? Like, Who has time to watch all those? <laughs> so... Yeah, his movie collection, like, dwarfed mine, because I would, like, buy it instantly open, but he's just, like, a whole closet for full of DVDs, so...
0: I do remember when you were roommates back in the day, you had a lot of DVDs.
2: I know, and I feel like such a sucker,
1: because then I had to upgrade them all to Blu-ray.
0: He went through that phase, too.
1: And it's such a nightmare, and I refuse. I'm not going to do it anymore. I have my streaming services. I probably limit the... My per- and this is their studio's own fault. Like They shouldn't have like tricked me out of eight versions of Evil Dead. Uh, but I think that uh, it's, a, it's we're up to a good point. I don't think I'm going to invest in the... What is the next one? The, U- the Ultra? I don't know, Def. man. I you-
2: stopped. Once you have kids and they start using them as coasters, I'm like, okay. I guess I'm done <laughs> yeah. with physical media for the time being. No, think- oh, it's, it's, it's all becoming streaming anyway. <laughs> so. That's a
1: very good point. Um, Sierra, it was introduced to the Aladdin DVD coaster. Or the... The other day. So she didn't quite see the movie as much as she did. uh, Throw it on the ground a few times uh and then stepped on it. Her, wait
0: till she figures out how to actually put it in the machine because our kids have figured it out. And Camden, who was our 16-month-old, takes out the Elmo DVD all the time. And he's like, Elmo! And then just tries to pop it in the machine and he sits and waits <laughs> for it to come on. So, you know, that's your future.
1: They, they get to the festival. I, well, I, thank you guys again for having me. I, just, I had a, what I was wondering because I was listening to some older episodes that you guys had done. Yeah. And I I really, really enjoy it. And I love the premise of this because it, it, the premise that I understand it being was that Chrissy was relatively unfamiliar with a lot of these movies. Relatively.
0: Relatively. I appreciate the compliment, but yes, I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Well, I, I guess my question is over. So you guys, I cannot believe how long you've been doing this, (laughs) but have you, do you have a, a, a different appreciation for film as a medium than you had previously?
2: Yeah, Chrissy, answer this question, please.
0: That's a really good question. I think I have... You know what I have a deeper appreciation for? I have a deeper appreciation for Justin and his big, fat nerd brain and how he thinks of things that I never would have thought of. of. I see movies very often um, surface superficially. And sometimes if I really like a movie, then I can take it the next step deeper. But often I need at least two or three viewings to really... Be able to absorb what I'm seeing, so uh, uh, I I don't know I'm a little bit out of disservice because if I see it one time I get this kind of superficial read, but Justin can see something one time and really absorb it and have an opinion and go deeper than I can. Well, oh, this I, is great.
2: Awesome. More praise for me. This is awesome. <laughs>
0: So 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 to answer your question in TLDR form uh no but I just kind of follow his lead and smile and nod and say yes
2: Hey man I, I, this is 130 episodes so we've been going at this for a long time Yes Anyway so uh we got two scary movies this week one of which Jeff huge movie geek had never seen before and when I found that out I was like something's wrong there like we got we got to <laughs> remedy this really quick
1: uh, I did happen to have it on Blu-rays,
2: <laughs> so he had it in the plastic. He hadn't seen it yet. So the two movies are uh, The Thing um, from 1982, which when we put like a question up to our Twitter peeps, uh, we're like, which which movie should Chrissy definitely see? And they're like, a lot of people said The Thing. Oh, that's so awesome!
1: You guys have must have great fans. Then, the
2: Thing. Yeah, it's true, true. They, true. They're they very were, smart. They were very smart. And then, uh, Halloween three season of The Witch, which, uh, is the one that Skinner hadn't seen here for some reason. Were so. you
0: not watching it on principle?
2: No. Um, I feel like of the
1: slasher films, I was more, I was always, as a kid, I was always obsessed with with Freddie, And so my introduction to Jason came after that. And Jason was on a lot on HBO when I was growing up. So I was way more familiar with them. And I didn't realize until much later that Michael Myers was kind of the original. And then that kind of got me into John Carpenter. So I didn't really uh, uh, do it. And I feel like it was called Season of the Witch all the time. So it wasn't I, for whatever reason, I wasn't. Uh, it just, it just, it, 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 it's the one no one ever wants to see, so no one ever shows it.
0: Yeah, it didn't appeal to you. So it wasn't so much like, no, I refuse. I'm not going to yeah. watch that I one. I do
1: remember the cover from Rainbow Video. I remember like the kids walking in front of the pumpkin and everything. Let me tell you, that is misleading.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is. That's we like were two talking, seconds in the so whole So we were
2: week. talking about that last, last episode how like you would remember the cover and like that was the thing that you, that represented the movie for so long until you were old enough to see the movie. And I remember both these movies, The Thing and Halloween Season of the Witch, for years. I was like, now that this looks awesome. I can't wait to watch this. What is this about? And you like read the front and back. And you're like, someday, someday this is going to happen for me. I'm going to watch these movies. So, All right. So let's talk about The Thing first.
0: Okay. Chrissy. Oh, I'm surprised. I thought we were going to go with Halloween first.
2: 1982. I, I think out of these two, like The Thing is the most probably well-regarded and uh, most well-known of the two. Mm-hmm. So... A lot of people wanted you to see this movie, apparently. Yes. Including me.
0: I'm glad, by the way.
2: Really? What does that mean?
0: I, that means I'm giving it a good review. Okay.
2: Damn. What? So what do you think about the thing?
0: So here's the deal. For me in general with the horror genre, I I have a hard time with gratuitous gore and ju- I, just, I, I don't know. I, I reach a critical mass where I'm like, eh, no, and I'm done. I'm done. I'm looking away. I don't care anymore.
2: I've got a picture on my phone of Chrissy watching The Thing that I have, to, <laughs> I have to put up. She is like slack-jawed. Like, what did you make me watch? And I'm
0: pretty sure I had that expression for a good portion of the movie. But th- for some reason, and I had read that The Creature, The Thing, really, really terrified audiences when it when it came out. I didn't find it so much terrifying as I did grotesque, but interesting it wasn't the type of gratuitous violence that you just turn away from like it was like I told Justin it's like a train wreck I just was glued wanting to see what happened so in that regard I actually appreciated the 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 crazy stuff going on but I think the reason why I liked it to be honest with you was that it felt claustrophobic which I know is a kind of a funny term to put on it because you're out there in the Great Antarctic wilderness, where it's anything but claustrophobic. It's wide open. But considering um, the parameters that the the characters had and what they had to deal with, I don't know. It was just, it was. I felt like i was schwitzing. i had anxiety i wasn't so much scared as much as i was just schwitzing and claustrophobic
2: so if there's anyone that hasn't seen the thing the imd log line is it's the first week of winter in 1982 an american research base is greeted by an alien force that can assimilate anything it touches it's up to the members to stay alive and to be sure of who is human and who has become one of the things
0: dun, dun, dun. jeff
2: what do you think of the thing man
1: um i absolutely think chrissy nailed a lot of what i liked about it um for Thanks. me to go to the gratuitousness um i i in general in my head i categorize horror films in one of two categories there are date horror films like mm-hmm. final destinations most slasher films things like date d-a-t-e hey. like the d-a-t-e let go on a date to watch like,
0: final destination yeah
1: because you want the
2: Chrissy, Chrissy would murder you me if I took her the a day. They're like jump
1: in your lap, and you know they're fun jump scares and all that sort of thing. Yeah. They're like oh. they're more made scream. Scream's a perfect example. Um, and then there's kind of like the horror horror movies where it's you know the Hellraisers where they they really touch on uncomfortable subjects. For me, I think in the 2000s, like Hostel was like that for me. Like I'll probably never watch that movie again. It makes me so uncomfortable to watch just because of the dread. That it, it it's not the gross parts even it's more like the that feeling of I don't like the paranoia I guess mm-hmm. uh, and I think that um, what you said about the claustrophobia of the setting um, you know in a lot of ways it's very interesting how the thing which was originally based on the book the thing from another world which was an earlier film a black and white film I think in many ways alien was based on that except for that was in space and so they bring it back to earth but they still gave this great setting where there's no escape. No, you're doomed. There's no escape, but not only that, you kind of don't want them to escape because you know, you get to, you know, the doctor gets to tell us the repercussions of what happens uh, if that happens. So Mm -hmm. then it becomes down to a last man standing. You want maybe somebody to live and they realize that uh, they have to do it. So I think that, but leading up to those final moments, spoilers, um, you really, there was really just that insane amount of tension, uh, and accusations flying and every that like I, I just I was on this I, I've seen it probably a dozen times and uh this time I you know every time I see it I, I find something new
2: totes
0: goats. I, I find that I'm often scared of statistics in movies that's such a weird thing to say but when when that that old computer comes up and it's scared like of and just, let me explain can I explain <laughs> this is gonna sound really really weird
2: something like pixels but with math coming at <laughs> Coming Ah. at the people with so the worst movie you could possibly ever make for Chrissy (laughs) Pixels with math. (laughs) This movie started with numbers. I am totally not on board with this. I
0: can't. I can't. Nope. Give me gratuitous. Are you
2: talking about the the computer scene?
0: Yes, where they're like probability that one of the members of the uh, whatever the group is infected seventy five percent. I'm like, oh shit, because
2: that's how computers work. (laughs)
0: Yeah, clearly. Chrissy
2: doesn't know percentages, but she knows that that's a lot. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so it likewise I mean I'm thinking about just other things that I remember hearing over the years I've watched movies like Independence Day when they're like they'll be entering our atmosphere in the next 32 minutes I'm like oh shit 32 <laughs> minutes they're gonna die <laughs> or, like San Andreas the chances there is that was a 9.1 I'm like 9.1 is really high mm-hmm. so Stupid thing! So it's, you're saying it's a very successful
1: screenwriting trick for you, like it really works on you. If they they call it stake setting, uh, Thank they you. they are, uh, or or sometimes it's a, what do they call it? A countdown. Future
2: horror makers should just make yeah. a, a, their their movies pop up videos for Chrissy just to really <laughs> freak her out, like. Just, just, just use all the six, you know what freaked out Chrissy actually in this movie. And I knew, <laughs> I knew from the get go, I was like, Oh man, this is going to be rough going to oh, is the no. whole beginning part with the wolf, the wolf and the, the helicopter. The I was like, Chrissy's like, why are they assholes? Yes. Like, let that, let that wolf live. And like was, Sarah
1: Palin, get out of your plane. This is something I never would have thought about had that not because I, I didn't know, but Jen was this, sorry, my wife's name is Jen. She was the exact same way. She's like, why are they hunting that poor dog? And I just I, you can't give it away. So you're right? like, you didn't say anything either you're like, ah, they're Norwegians. That's And it goes on for
2: an uncomfortable long time. Let's face it. They were
1: really trying to kill that dog.
2: They're doing a very (laughs) bad job at this. They've got guns. They're like dropping bombs on this dog, and this dog will will just not die. That was kind
1: of a silly, like, oh, I know what we'll do. We've been missing it with our sharpshooter rifles. Let's drop a grenade. Maybe that will take care of the
2: dog. I mean, in hindsight, knowing what they were dealing with, I guess they were just kind of. Uh, <laughs> like last gasp as effort to basically they would have
0: atomic bombed that dog if they had one,
2: especially with what happened at the end with Kurt Russ. That's the we'll get to that, but Chrissy's like, Why are they blowing everything up? This doesn't make sense.
0: This just seems like I need more not, stats, not, yeah.
2: Bring me more stats, please. <laughs> Probability, Probability of blowing up.
0: This is you know what, actually, 99%. related to the st- st- bleh, what's wrong with me statistics, i I feel like. This is also why I hate endings that don't give you a proper ending where there's a firm resolution because it's like probability that X Y Z happened or A B Z happened and I'm like I don't want a probability I just want you to tell me how it ends but what sometimes, happens sometimes
2: the movie just ends that way
0: no but uh,
2: no I no. I love but I i mean spoiler alert i love love both of these movies and both of them have the like bleakest most like nihilistic endings they're very like super they're almost i mean both these movies are in 82 but they had like the 70s type endings where it's just like fuck everyone fuck everything we're not giving you a solution everything sucks Mm -hmm. and uh well
1: can we can we skip to the ending then (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> We're there. Sure,
1: yeah, I sure. Like, I feel like we've gone to that point in the conversation. <laughs> sure. Um, so there's wolf hunting, uh, and then a bunch of stuff happens. Yeah, and a then, bunch of stuff. Uh, there's an explosion, and then two guys are out uh, outside, and none of them are going to survive. Like, that's kind of what you have yeah. to... Pro- so, so it's Kurt
2: Russell. The,
1: well, the, Yes, go ahead.
2: Kurt Russell, mega beard Kurt Russell, mm-hmm. badass motherfucking I I Kurt Russell, like and Keith David, who I know from... They live mostly, but also um, every sci fi movie from Chrissy's. No, Chrissy's one of Chrissy's favorite movies that we've ever covered on the podcast Requiem for the Dream. He's the he's being facetious, he's the ass to ass guy.
1: (laughs) Do you remember that movie? I mean, he's got ideas.
2: I saw Requiem for a Dream and Maholan Drive in the same weekend, uh, I think, with at Skinner's uh, place uh, when I was over the summer. I was interning at M T V and I was over for the summer and I just remember I don't know if I watched them on the same day, but it was definitely close to others and I was just like, I'm going to go walk into the ocean now. I mean, Jesus
0: Christ. That's like doing a Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio doubleheader, but choosing Gangs of New York and the last one where he won the Academy Award. What's that one called again? That terrible one.
2: The Revenant? The Wolf of Wall Street? Oh, The Revenant. Yeah, yeah, there you go. The one that you haven't seen, even though you're a huge Leo fan? It's
0: the only one. I can't believe it's the only one that I haven't seen, but I just don't think I have the stomach for it. I'm going to
2: force you. It's going to be like Clockwork Orange style. We're going to watch this. (laughs) So we're talking about the ending. So the big question about the ending is, um, was one of them the thing? Were they both human at the time? Because they were basically like waiting for Godot. Basically like, okay, we're chilling out here in the snow. What's going on? Like, I guess we'll just hang here and and see what happens.
1: But I guess the other flip side of that is, does it matter? Like, they're going to be frozen again. The thing can obviously be frozen and be revived. But, you know, is this something where they freeze, they get snowed over, and they're found again if one of them is the thing? Or maybe they're both the thing. Because I think two
2: things fight. We just, so we're going back to the nihilistic. Like, does it matter? Does it matter? Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter.
0: Nothing matters. Everything is terrible.
2: But I guess that's the biggest question that people have about this movie. And like every time John Carpenter has an interview, they're asking him about it. And I think there's some people that have said, uh, like, uh, McCready, which is Kurt Russell's character, gives the other guy, Keith K- David's character, Childs, a drink of something. And it's like, hey, man, have a drink. And, um, uh he the other guy takes a drink and then kurt russell's character starts laughing and everybody's like he must have given him something like he must have given him some gasoline or something to see how he would react to this drink to then be like okay he's definitely a thing
0: well that does come full circle with what happens towards Uh the beginning when he's playing uh was it wasn't backgammon it was whatever he was playing in like dos chess thank you chess with, with the computer and then at the end he was like screw this and then he fed a drink to the computer who the computer didn't like it that much spoiler alert so maybe this was a test of some kind at the end of let me give him alcohol and if he's not human then he won't react and positively. i think at
2: some point i think there was there's a new blue ray blu-ray that just came out this week of this movie and i think someone asked the cinematographer i don't know if it was an interview or a commentary about the same thing and he said the clue you need to work for, to look for and i haven't watched i didn't look for this but uh, the people who are human, you, there's like a glint or a gleam in their eye that we tried to make happen. So just like look for the gleam in people's eyes, and you'll know whether they're human or the thing. Basically, really? Uh, yeah. Well, I
1: wonder it. if that I I now I have to see it again I know. because the I wonder if that tracks because he said they tried, so that means like I, I think you would have to We're not only successful. look at isolated scenes but also track it throughout. In order to follow up on that clue. That's, I think that's a cinematographer's thing, just to see like, Hey, look what we did. <laughs>
2: He's like, look, <laughs> we were look, doing look stuff, look guys. Look at all pretty
1: pictures I made. <laughs> Watch it over and over and over again. I, it was, I will give him credit though. The cinematography was stunning. Uh, the, it's so hard to film in snow, especially before digital and everything. Uh, I mean, it just, just stunning. I mean, the, the work of it, the way they made this enclosed space seem very big and seem like it have, has a lot of, uh, a, a lot of space and a lot of depth to it. Um, I mean, just I, overall, it was so well done. I mean, this was certainly during John Carpenter's kind of uh, heyday. I mean,
2: this was his this was his... Yeah. This was his favorite Carpenter's movie he ever did, but this was also the most disappointing uh, he's ever been about a movie because it failed. Like it... I mean... Did it really? Stats. I'm going to hit you with some stats, because <gasps> So the budget was fifteen million, it made only nineteen point six million at the box office. Ooh. Um a lot of critics at the time gave it bad reviews.
0: Were they comparing it though to the fifties version? Maybe that's uh why.
2: pro I think maybe. I you know, I think that the main problem a lot of people had with it, and it's um I mean it's definitely a problem, is that there's all these characters and there's not there's very little like characterization between like, so you can differentiate between all these guys. But, like you know, I even ha- like printed them out because sometimes I forget them. Even and there's, Kurt- there's like, there's 12 dudes and like only what four or five of them are like instantly recognizable after like 20 minutes. You're like, okay, there's that guy. There's Kurt Russell. There's Chrissy, one of Chrissy's favorite actors ever. Wilford Brimley, who you didn't even notice from the start.
1: <laughs> oh, but his oh, voice. Man.
0: Yeah, right. He's Chrissy- got the diabetes.
2: Chrissy. I remember the time he came home uh from working at your job and you're like i've got a wilford brimley story for you
0: <laughs> that's right i'll never forget wilford brimley coming to the late late show that was really good times
2: didn't he was was he like an asshole or he something?
0: was a dick
2: was he like my diabetes he's like i've got give no, me some
0: he was just give me some candies. A surly entitled
1: dick Well, he was in the thing. I mean. Well, he was in Anne of Avonlea as well. He was in Anne of
0: Avonlea. Oh my God, Jeff, you know Avonlea.
1: Uh, Yeah, I had PBS. It was amazing. And Green, Actually, I take it back. It was Green Gables he was
2: in. I think he Well, he, he, died, he was in right? the Green...
0: Yeah, because he was with Marilla. I was confused. He was with Marilla Cuthbert.
2: Yeah. So even though he was in those movies, you were like, no. He looked... Well, <laughs> he Fuck looks, Wilford Brimley. He looks
1: really young in the... Well, I, I think, Justin, you bring up an, an amazing point, and I'm actually glad, because I'm looking at the printout you have, because even of all these characters, uh, one of the things kind of I noticed for the first time... And this has been since movies like, say, there will be blood, and all that has been out. There's so little dialogue in this movie, and and watching it for the eighth time, like that's the thing I appreciate about it is that these are guys who know each other. They don't need to talk a lot, and they're dudes on top of that, so they're just gonna like grunt and move. And they, <laughs> each of them has a job; they're professionals. Um, so I thought that's something that's so realistic about. Kind of what's going on. Is that everybody kind of has a job to do? They don't I mean they kind of nod and they're like, oh, I know what you mean by that. And, and, and
0: yet they're supposed to be scientists. And and had I not known that as that was like a plot device, that's why mm-hmm. they're there, I would have never looked at this barrage of dudes and thought, you know what? Scientists. Every time anything happened where they're like Oh, look at that. Maybe we should start eating out of cans. I'm like, or you could be in a buddy system or isolate yourselves or I don't know, wear gloves when you are dismembering.
2: No, like, hey guys, you won't believe what we found outside. It's this giant monster looking octopus like thing. We should bring it inside. We should poke it with our finger, bare fingers and see what happens.
0: Yep. Least scientific. What's the worst that could happen? Basically,
1: that's probably the best evidence that Kurt Russell was. The thing is because. That that was the weirdest thing to me is that I I forgot they because the way they cut it they see it next thing you know they're throwing it on the table, like they got it from one place to another and he wakes up it it wakes up the thing wakes up very quickly uh, thereafter so I mean I could certainly see that as being like the easiest time that he is uh, is infected and who wait who was he with when he got the he was with the pilot when he got the body right
2: I think so yeah. Another thing that this movie has in, in common with uh, Halloween 3 is the main character is like super mega drunk guy. He's like constantly drinking throughout the whole thing. So that was my one thing. Even when I, I watched this kid, I was like, Kurt Russell can't be the thing. He's constantly drinking throughout the whole thing. You would think that he would go from drinking and then suddenly not be drinking like mysteriously. You're like, he was oh, surly. Oh, he's not. And Who's Kurt Russell?
0: <laughs> he's Kurt <laughs> yeah, Russell. Yeah, I mean, I guess so, right?
2: He also has this weird thing, and I just noticed it this time when we watched it. Of people say their lines, and he just like stares them down before yes. he, he he says his line. I'm like, he's like sizing them up. He's he, like, he's just brooding. He's brooding.
0: Yeah, yeah. Broody Kurt. Are Russell. you a Kurt Russell fan? I mean, I only know him from Overboard. So,
2: <laughs> so then yes. I mean, <laughs> yes. that's yes. that's his you know magnum opus. That's his best film, pretty <laughs> much. So. Starting from the top down, so yeah, I mean, I guess they're they just kind of look all samey. They they're they're white dudes. A, some of them have glasses, but it's not like it's hair. not like Alien or Aliens where you're like, okay, there's you know her and there's the guy. No. Yeah. the they, they were more uh, uh, diverse crew.
1: They had uh, yeah. they actually had a, they envisioned a future with men and women equality. Oh, what I guess in the Alien.
0: <laughs> in the alien universe i'm really glad that you said that though justin because it makes me feel a little bit better i remember saying to you at one point while we were watching this like, oh, i go kind of feel badly that i can't tell anybody apart and i don't know anybody's name and then i thought it was just me being like brad pitt face blindness where i don't know the difference between anybody with facial hair
2: brad pitt face blindness. brad pitt
0: is face blind
2: he, he is did, yeah
0: it's like a thing it's a really real thing.
2: it's called asphasia.
0: Wow, school Jeff. He knows. You think that's
2: why? What, what causes a divorce?
0: Maybe. He couldn't recognize Angela. So wait, so
2: what does that mean? So he, well, he couldn't recognize sees someone kids. and he doesn't recognize who they are? What does it mean?
0: Uh, he. It's like you don't retain any memories of what somebody looks like.
2: You have a very hard time. Is it all this, you, the weed you he's been
1: smoking? Generally speaking, you can't look at someone's face and tell who they are. You have to figure it out by other clues, like hairstyle or mm-hmm. the way they move or the way they
0: talk. Right. Right. Oh, that's weird. So, like, if if you had this disorder and, and you looked at me and you kind of remember me, you know, kind of blonde, do this, you know, a little short or something. But then I put on high heels and I dyed my hair dark, you wouldn't know who I am.
2: Yeah. Whoa. That's frightening.
0: Right? It's a real thing, though. Damn. Anecdotally called face blindness.
2: Um. So, listen to this. So, uh, th- when this movie opened, it was... <laughs> Opened the eight, face black 840 cbs <laughs> show <theaters. laughs> so do you know this came out as this pretty much the same time as et and blade runner and that's I why i guess people say they office. think that it wasn't really much of a hit it was
1: well i think I, I, going back to that i think um to christy's point i think that's probably the if i had to analyze it it would be the di- the the non-diverse cast of characters and it would be the ending like
2: that's why you think it like just I didn't. I, I
1: I have a feeling it didn't hit with critics because of that reason. Yeah. Um. And at the time, I th- I feel like critics were a lot more powerful of a force in terms of box office. Mm-hmm. Um. But I do think that that the the first group of audiences that would audience that would come out of that would be very disappointed. Like, what just happened? Like, I don't understand. Like, why isn't it like wrapped up? Like, Kurt Russell should have killed him and gotten you know. Yeah. Like, it sucks because the none of them escape, and it's so bleak and so sad and awful i mean it's why they changed the original ending of blade runner it was mm-hmm. for the same reason if of course that didn't help it but, nobody but I, do, liked, I
2: nobody liked that movie at the
1: time either so and also, it, it was also really gross for the time going back to what you were saying yeah even though i think it was character based but like you know the it, it surprises me every time when they go through his chest and suddenly his chest becomes teeth oh
2: that scene oh
0: but that's but, but here's the thing like he came out of it comes out of the chest his teeth like I could I didn't give a rat's ass about the guy who was losing his life in this process. I cared more about the That's that's what I'm
2: saying. I think that's the major problem with this movie is you didn't really get to know these guys enough to care when they died. So I think she's
0: right. They
1: should have gone with more dog sympathy.
0: I mean clearly I cared about that quite a bit.
2: I mean, so, so this movie, so if this movie was like a roll, a roller coaster, uh, you know, I don't think this is movie, the kind of movie where there's like uphill, 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 and then there's like a sharp downhill. I see this movie as like, it's like pretty much even keel. And then all of a sudden it's just like, BAM! Like yeah. really up high and then down low real quick. There's just like several of those. And between it, there's all these like silent, you know, portions where you're like, okay, what's about to go on, and then, bam, some Rob Bottom like effects come out, and you're just like, this movie is awesome. Like, imagine if this movie didn't have the effects. Just took you took out all the crazy effects, there wouldn't be, you know, there wouldn't be that much l- left to go on. But this movie has some amazing. The, so the guy Rob Bottin that did the the effects for this movie, he was like 22 at the time. When he was doing this, which is oh. amazing. And he like I I can imagine him like in his workshop, just like sweating it out, trying to figure all this stuff. Because he did like all these effects. He had a little bit of help with one of them. I think it was the 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 dog scene with uh that from Stan Winston, but I mean uh, it's
1: So he did the head spider
2: all yeah, the head spider, wow. all this. I, I, As I, I, a twenty two year old.
1: Was, wow. I thought that one was with Stan Stan Winston.
0: That's impressive.
2: I Thank think you. the the picture I took of you, Chrissy, was when the the guy's head falls off, like like slithers off the table, turns into a spider, and that's that's where that the the awesome line where um, what does the guy say? He's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" Yeah, which is that one of the exist. best lines in any eighties <laughs> movie because just like these poor guys, man, they cannot. They can, they can't catch a break, basically. No,
1: they literally. But I think catch he's also break. speaking for the audience. I remember thinking that same thing, watching it again. The things coming out, I'm like, come on. And he just, he represented me on screen, like, give me a fucking break, come on.
2: So it's even like, Chrissy, this was her first stop? time watching it, and she's like, these guys are doing it all wrong. They're not doing it right. what do you, what do you say? So I'm like, Chrissy, so what would you do? And you're like. I would lock myself in a
0: room, you in know? solitary confinement. I'd be nope. eating at a camps and then I, I'd have something to, you know, like a pot to piss in and that'd be that. That'd be it. I would lock it and not answer for anybody. Yeah. And then I'd be the last survivor. That'd be it.
2: Jeff, what would you do?
1: See, I, I would go the other route. Uh, I think the biggest mistake they made was isolating people. So I think mm. because... The end of the day, like, oh. who's the last one in to be locked in, and how do you know that those people are going to stay in? So I think you—that's a good point. Set one room up. You sit in a circle, Indian style, or can you say Indian style?
0: <laughs> crisscross applesauce. Crisscross applesauce.
1: <laughs> you sit. Can you cut that out? Um, <laughs> you you sit, sit in a circle, crisscross applesauce. You uh, and you just keep an eye on each other. Like, there's no other way. Yeah, I buddy think- system. To do it, yeah, it, but it, like the mass buddy system. That's a good like, point. You can't even have, like you have to have the toilet in the corner, you can't have privacy.
2: But
0: here's the problem with that. I constantly look
2: for the guys like, uh, guys, I need to go to the bathroom. Right? Dude, you just asked to go to the bath, but I really need to go. Okay, you're the thing, we're going to flame throw you right now, pretty <laughs> much. He keeps trying to go to the bathroom by himself. But that's just yeah. it,
0: by that point. I can't go with you
1: guys
2: looking.
0: <laughs> we're all going together,
2: man. Oh we're going to make this happen.
0: Daisy chained in the bathroom. So so here's the problem, though. By that point, according to that terribly terrifying statistic, 75% probability that somebody, at least, had already been infected. So by your system, everybody's in the circle knowing at least one of them already has it. So eventually, when it, when it pops up and comes to pass... Somebody else will get uh, the contagion spread upon them. Well, this is
1: where I just want to throw out there that these computers were not as advanced as computers (laughs) that we have now. It feels like he wrote that program very quickly on the fly because that's a very specific thing for it to know. Uh, Because one thing the movie I don't think ever quite told us
2: was. He could have been playing Oregon Trail pretty (laughs) much and and you would have known it. Like,
1: this is. Like, sorry, (laughs) you've died of dysentery. Like Mary, what? Mary like, Sue got shot with gun pellets. Like, it just <laughs> happened in like 82. <laughs> Are we just doing a level check now?
2: No.
0: And we're back. We're back. back. For a second. A little
2: audio difficulties, I guess.
0: Never mind. But we're going to trail. <laughs> Best game ever. <laughs> okay.
2: Yeah, we were talking about uh, the, the computer program that kind of gave him all the, the answers. Was it, it was Wilford Bramley's Brimley. character. It scared him into becoming like... Uh, you know.
0: Actually, you know what I just realized? What? Wilford Brimley's character arc would have been my character arc if I were in this movie as an actual real life character, because I would have been scared by the thing that he was scared by on the computer screen, and I would have locked myself in a solitary like I said I was going to do, and then that was He the got end. a
2: gun and like started like threatening people and you know oh, yeah. he tra- he too. shot all the rest <laughs> of the dogs. Like he really, really went way out there and people I guess were you know, freaked out by that. That's so, true.
0: I kind of forgot that, that. Put
2: him out in the outhouse. outhouse. He's like, <laughs> guys, can can I can I come back in now? Can can I come back in? How about now. How about now? So,
1: but he wasn't the thing when he was writing that program, right? Or like,
2: no. Okay. I I'm assume how he how became the thing because somebody something broke in to the, right. outhouse. the outhouse. They're like, oh, the door's open. You know.
0: Oh, that's right. Well, I, you I locked I,
2: it. I guess I was confused about the timeline of when he became the thing. I mean, apparently, it gave him enough time to again tunnel down and you know create this huge thing, all that stuff down, you know, underneath. So that really seemed like a lot of work.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not bored. I don't want to be Wilford Brimley's character anymore. Too much work. Well, I mean, but what
2: what did they really have going on there at the base anyway, other than playing uh, sub MS DOS chess? Like they, really I still just,
0: don't know why they were there.
2: You didn't know why they were there. No. Why were they there?
0: Um. Well.
1: I'm going to say this. I, I think I'm going to go with they have to have a crew there year round in order just to do upkeep at the stations. So maybe they were like the B team.
0: Maybe, but then a rescue team would be coming, they were saying, in what, like a year's time anyway.
2: Well, the I don't weather's know. so bad. I think it involves, like Sa- a year. I think it involves Santa Claus. Um, yes. That's where they were, right? At the North Pole?
0: Clearly. South Pole.
2: They were at the South Pole.
0: Yeah, Antarctica. Yeah, that's Damn where it. that's where
1: Cthulhu is.
2: Damn like, it! We have new- Damn it! I had the poles wrong again. <laughs> I, was, I thought that they were, you know, elves up there. <laughs> Jeez, they Justin. were making toys. It changes everything. And all of a sudden, <gasps> dude, we've got to re- we got a remake or a reboot. You know the thing, but with uh, Santa and the elves, basically.
0: That would be amazing.
1: <laughs> One thing that I think keep uh, all the elves in the same immediately room turned off. <laughs> Uh, my wife to this movie was because she's not a space fan like if you if there's the word star in any film title like it's it's uh, like automatically wars kind of, trek yeah. wars trek this galactica was, the, any of it like <laughs> it, it it's like didn't have any
2: that though jeff it was called the thing what was the but problem it
1: starts with a flying saucer oh okay so <laughs> she's watching it she's like oh this is a fucking space movie i'm like no 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 it's it's not so i i it's it's one interesting thing how um carpenter goes from a very very streamlined specific halloween which is about one thing to the thing which is
2: (laughs) it's not oh it's not about that either (laughs) uh
1: to the thing which actually incorporates a a wide variety i think of different things not only Uh, kind of the the virus idea, the contagion idea, the alien idea, um, you know, mix that in with a very unique setting and kind of the the feeling of the claustrophobia and everything like that.
2: Well, this was part of his, uh, he called it the Apocalypse uh, trilogy that he did. It was this movie, Prince Prince of of Darkness, Darkness. and In the Mouth of Madness, which I know that you love. I
1: I, I, I haven't seen either of those movies. In the Mouth of Madness has been my favorite horror film, I think, since I can remember.
0: I want to watch it now, and I like Apocalypse things.
1: And it's got Sam Neill, so really, you can't go wrong.
2: Sam Neill, Chrissy. Yeah, do you know Sam but I do
1: is? like no. I do like it better than the Jurassic thing, but Park? I do like
2: the thing. What? Do what? Oh yeah, he's the guy. At the guys from Jurassic, Jurassic, Jurassic Park. Park?
0: Which one?
2: Uh, Alan Grant. Grant, the same, the the main guy, Sam Neill.
0: Oh, oh, with the bandana and the khaki.
2: Did he have a bandana? No, no, no the original Jurassic Park, not <laughs> the one
1: with, uh, not the new one, not Jurassic World.
0: No, <laughs> I'm not thinking of Chris Pratt. I'm okay. thinking of of the real, like the real Royal Jeff Goldblum. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: So he's the other guy. Yeah. yeah. With
0: what's her face, Laura Dern.
1: Mm-hmm. Correct.
0: There you go. Ha ha.
2: This movie has. Uh. So we'll jump ahead to a couple. I IMD- am IMDb trivia bits about this movie. So the opening title. Uh, exactly duplicates the original film, and to create the effect of the title, you know, the thing, it's like. Whoosh, Chrissy wasn't even watching at that point. I was like, Chrissy, look, it's the title of the film. It's awesome. It it looks like it's ripping through. It's like ripping through. Do you remember that, Chrissy? Yes, I do. So the way they did that was there was an animation cell with a thing written on it. It was placed behind a fish tank filled with smoke that was covered with a plastic garbage bag. The garbage bag was ignited, creating the effect of the title burning onto the screen. Oh, who was, like, who was, like, thinking, like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, we're going to put this trash <laughs> bag on this, on this fish tank filled with smoke. I'm going to light it up. They were so high when they did this. The this art is what department happened. was,
0: like, earning their paycheck that day. I just day. feel
1: like they worked way too hard. I feel like inventing Adobe After Effects would have been easier than this <laughs> nonsense that they came up with. <laughs> Like, oh, we're going to do the trash bag, but we got to film it right and don't over de- de- expose it. And no, no, no. Just just
2: like. Meanwhile, Halloween three is doing like print shop deluxe, like <laughs> jack-o'-lanterns. Like
1: that's literally the first thing I want to talk about, about that. <laughs> OK, we'll, we'll we'll save it. We'll
2: save Nick it. Nolte turned down the role of uh, McCready, as did Jeff Bridges. So. Wow. No. Eh. Nah. C- could you imagine the dude in the role? <laughs> How about this one, Uh, man?
1: I'm not the thing, man. The (laughs)
2: the child who's played by Keith David. Here's some guys that were considered for the role: Isaac Hayes, yeah, Carl Weathers, Ernie Hudson. Poor Ernie Hudson. Oh man, Ernie Hudson. um, uh, this is Ernie Hudson would have killed it. He almost landed the role, but lost it to Keith David. So Ernie Hudson had this, and then he had Ghostbusters in the original script. He was like totally part of the team and then got that got cut down to he just, you know, That's amusing ghostbusters. Poor mm. Ernie Hudson. <laughs> That's wow. sad. Um in the DVD commentary John Carpenter said Wilford Brindley was the only cast member not initially grossed out by the autopsy scene when when where they used real animal organs. Brimley had been a real life cowboy and hunter, so gutting animals and removing organs was a normal experience for him. Yeah. You get that? Because he has got surprised. some her Wilford Brimley experience.
1: Oh, read the next one where it says he was actually the one hunting the wolves in that footage.
2: <laughs> was he? <laughs> no. Fuck that guy. I actually believe you there for a second. I believe yeah. you too. I'm like, I'm I was not like, I'm very good at saying things with Wilford Brimley is badass, apparently. Chrissy's like stone just face. Off,
0: just take off the word bad and ass and yes.
2: Damn. This is a very anti-Brimley <laughs> show.
0: He was just not You're nice. What did he do to you? Well, he he treats women like they're his servants. He gets very mad when things aren't the way they are, and he made fun of like vegetarians and vegans. And he like walked in. Was he the like? And was like oh, I was a cocoon, bitch.
2: Bullshit? What?
0: He's like he walked in and looked at all the vegetarian and, and vegan food, and he's like, "What the fuck is this bullshit? Like, you yeah, want my meat?
2: All right, fuck Wilford Brimley. And, uh, no, 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 no. That part's about vegetarians. fine.
0: No, that part's fine. Like whatever. But but then he was basically like. I won't speak to a producer unless it's a man. And we had with <gasps> female producers on the show and who were trying to help him and produce him. I mean,
2: and, in his defense, he is old as dirt. So, you know, when you're like 100 years old and... You, our
0: lead senior producer was a female and said, I'm the lead senior producer and, and I'll be producing you today. And he's like, you're a woman, no. And gave her the brush off and then locked himself in his dressing room and wouldn't go on until our male producer like took over. Fuck that guy. I'm glad
1: that he wasn't the lead because then I couldn't ever watch this film with the same eyes before.
2: He's I'm not going to be able to watch it with the same eyes again. He's just a I guy this I news. can't recognize.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: so, That's he was awesome. The, he was apparently... He's not only the, the thing in the movie halfway through, he is the thing in real life. He is a monster that we need to put down <laughs> he's just with method. a flamethrower. <laughs> he was the method. Diabetes. It, it, the role stuck with him. Diabetes. We, it was a joke. You guys did some kind of like joke about his diabetes. Wasn't it like that? Yeah. I think I remember...
0: It might have been that way. I can't remember, to be honest with you, the on-screen part. Is he still alive? Yes. No, he's dead. Did he die? No, he's still alive. No, he's alive.
2: I think he's alive. He's alive. Jeff. All right, hold on. Let me... All right, this is one of my favorite IMDb trivias. Listen to this. In August 2003, a couple of hardcore fans ventured to the remote filming location in Stewart, British Columbia, and after 21 years, found remains of the outpost in the Norwegian helicopter... the the rotor blade from the chopper now belongs to them in their collection of memorabilia from the film. Think about being such a huge fan of the thing that you ventured to British Columbia trying to find props from the movie.
0: That's crazy. Because would
2: you do that for any... Would you go to... Where did they film the Titanic?
0: They filmed it um, in Rosarito Beach, Mexico.
2: Would you go down there looking for props?
0: No, but I would consider going to one of those artifact things that travel around with the real artifacts from the Titanic just to see them. What? It's a thing.
1: I don't know about the traveling ones. I got to see Blackbeard's <laughs> ship in North Carolina, and that that's was awesome. Awesome. The real Blackbeard's ship? The real one. What? They found out the Queen Anne's Revenge. But but it wasn't quite as deep as the Titanic was, so I think that's the other way to see the <laughs> Titanic.
0: Spoiler alert, Wilford Brimley is alive. He's
1: alive.
0: He's 82 years My old.
1: 82? You know, yeah. it was the other guy is dead. The other guy from <coughs> Anne of Avonlea I was thinking of.
0: Yes. Yes. He
1: died. Don't backtrack. Don't backtrack. I don't mean
2: to. You, you wished him death. Just don't, you know. His just
0: name? Oh, God. What is his name?
2: He had the awesome uh, gray great. mustache.
0: He was so nice. Yeah. He was like You guys, like are, w- you guys yes. are way
2: too into Anne of Avonlea, apparently. Been this been is kind of uncomfortable for, for me. For me. I um, forgot,
1: this is a movie podcast, not a mini-series <laughs> podcast.
2: Chrissy's birthday is coming up. She's going to pick the movie. She's going to probably I, pick I, I Anne of Avonlea. I will quit the, the series podcast.
1: Anne of, of Green Gables, really, is, the, I think, the original.
2: So, one. is anything else we... Uh, so, so I think we're all in agreement. Thing's pretty pretty fucking awesome. Yes. I
1: give it five Wilford Brimley's.
2: <laughs> five <laughs> Brimley's. I mean, if I had to think about my favorite parts, it's like Kurt Russell and his badass beard. Wilford Brimley, like, being Wilford Brimley without unrecognizable. the... Unrecognizable. The beard. Yeah. Um, The the gross, great uh, monster effects. The score. The tension. The tension.
0: Yes, absolutely.
2: And the only... Th- the, like I said, the only negative I could really think about is, like... The I, I wanted cinematography to, we I, talked I w- about. I wanted to know more about these dudes, so I cared more when they started getting picked off, I guess, so...
1: And I, I mean, honestly, I think the movie had a lot to say, too. I think Carpenter certainly went through his... Phase where he was like, dude, I mean, for me, horror always is representative of kind of our fears currently in society, mm-hmm. uh, and I and I think that the thing lived up to that uh, for its time. I think it was a reflection of the original paranoia that the book and then the first version of the movie was written out of, out of.
2: themes.
1: I like thematics. Well, this is themes. what Chrissy was talking about. That like because you were saying that yeah. Justin gets to see these immediately, yes, and explain them to you later, or, yeah, no, or it's true. You watch it again and get it,
0: and then yeah, it takes me a few times. It, but then in a way, it's kind of nice because every movie is like seeing it for the first time for me. <laughs> I'll go back and listen to our old podcast ep- episodes and go, I don't remember this movie, but this was
2: it's like fifty I first dates. Watch it now it's like it fifty is. first dates, pretty much. Chrissy yes. instantly forgets it. You and should then. journal
1: your movies. That's
0: the I best should. way to do it. I used to journal, but about other things. But now maybe I should do it about this. Mm-hmm.
1: Dear diary, it helps you reflect. <laughs> Dear Diary. But I think podcasting does the same thing.
0: That's true. And also, I think I have some sort of, maybe I'm just not a visual learner as far as that sort of media is concerned, because was I was saying when we were not recording, I'm very good about doing this about plays and Broadway and things like that. That I could pick apart all day long.
2: But this movie had stats, so you pretty much kept awake and you were intrigued by all the numbers coming at your face.
0: Yay, numbers. So
2: what would be your final grade for The Thing, Chrissy, the first a. time? A? Yeah. Nice. Jeff? Five
1: Wilford Brimley's.
2: Five <laughs> Wilford Brimley's. I think that equals an A. I would agree. This is uh, oh, a... Oh, oh. so it's a... Uh, oh, I forgot. I forgot. So w- you guys are a- Letter grades.
1: Letter grades. I, I'm going to give it... Um,
2: Although we might switch to Wilford Brimley's after this, apparently.
0: <laughs> Incidentally, you were thinking of Richard Farnsworth. Thank
1: you. You're oh, welcome. that, that guy,
2: guy. That's who I was looking for. That guy. Yeah. I remember that guy.
1: He was, He like seemed such a nice chap. Right? Yeah. Endearing.
0: R.I.P. Richard, I think Richard Farmsworth. It. Yeah.
2: Um, and Wilford Brindley survives. So,
1: so <laughs> I have a question though. Do You guys, when you grade things.
2: We're uh, not very scientific it's about arbitrary. it. arbitrary. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just gonna, We're uh, not going to hold you to it. a lot of
1: A's is what I'm saying. No. <laughs> so there's not a lot of A's. Not a lot no. of A's. Especially so I, have, Chrissy. So, so I have to really like think about it. I thought there's way more movies in my head that I think should have an A.
0: We also grade on a plus minus system. So I would actually give it an A minus.
2: Okay,
1: I think honestly, I think I have to go with an A, knowing I can go to an A plus.
0: Ooh, the see, the plus minus system matters. I give it an A. Ooh, no minus, no plus, straight nope, A,
2: straight A, nice, straight A, so good. I think the average is A. Yay! This was the last time that happened
0: almost never.
1: Great success, <laughs> thank you, Twitter.
2: So moving on to the next one. Yeah, I was I was really surprised about Chrissy's reactions to both these movies. I was kind of scared. Kind of scared, not going to lie. But I think uh, both of them were... Uh...
0: I do so much better <laughs> with, with again, horror movies that are are more dark as opposed to slashery. I, I'm just not into slasher films, but I could definitely get into things that are, are thriller-esque or have dark elements. and.
2: Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, 1982. The third in the Halloween series. Um, Halloween 3 is like the... Nightmare on Elm Street 2 of the Halloween series where totally fucking different from everything that came before it and everything that came after it.
1: Yes, yes. But I think if we want to go delve into the past just a little bit more. Yep. Because it's specifically extremely different and on purpose because the first Halloween came out uh, made a ton of money, like, mm-hmm. compared to its budget. Immediately, mm-hmm. they put a sequel into it. But John Carpenter, who didn't direct Halloween 2, um, he had always wanted to make Halloween an anthology series where right. every movie was a different. And, and then he was trying to convince them, which made sense. He's like, but then you have eight franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, And I think the problem is that if since they did the first two about Mike Myers, that set a pattern. And three was super-duper confusing to everyone that came
0: totally. out. Totally. Just have,
1: to lead into the fact that it was a complete failure at the box office.
0: But you know, it, it, absolutely, but you know what they should have done then, to, to your point, when they uh ran it through test audiences and they kind of saw the writing on the wall, they should have removed the Halloween part from the title and just kept it Season of the Witch, which by the way, I think is also a shitty title for this movie. But something unrelated.
2: What would you have titled it, Chrissy?
0: <sighs> Willy Wonka, the dark side.
2: I don't know if that would have worked uh, for <laughs> well, you know, clearly
0: being facetious for, but the for rights thing.
2: for rights reasons <laughs> and Willy Wonka wasn't in this no neither was so yeah so Michael Myers wasn't in this but the main and,
0: antagonist was like the Willy Wonka of story so to speak yeah yeah
2: Willy that's Wonka didn't that's that's one thing about Willy Wonka that everybody I think gets it's like he didn't murder those kids they weren't dead
0: no of course not
2: okay yeah. But you compared him to this guy because.
0: Well, I mean.
1: Because
2: he had a bunch of
1: kind of robotic Oompa Loompas.
0: <laughs> right? Were the Oompa Loompas robots?
2: I mean. I mean,
0: they weren't human. <laughs> well. You're
2: going to get in trouble there.
0: <laughs> so, so, so Oompa
2: Loopas are going to be listening to this podcast and like, what <laughs>
0: did she just say? I just
1: want to go back to the title thing. I could not agree once again with Chrissy Moore that, that even Season of the Witch it is completely misleading, as was the video box cover for this, like we talked about earlier. Um, I thought this was going to be a very different movie. And I have to tell you, on first viewing, I had a lot of problems with it.
2: That's the thing, Jeff. Like, this is your first time. So, oh, wait. So, IMDb Long Light. So, if no one's seen this movie, number one, you should see it because it's definitely worth seeing. IMDb says kids all over America want silver shamrock masks for Halloween. Dr. Daniel Chalice seeks to uncover a plot. By Silver Shamrock owner Connell Cochran,
0: he's the Willy Wonka.
2: He's the Willy Wonka. Yeah, yeah.
0: Creating his confections, except in this case, they may kill you.
2: Exactly. He they're mass producing these three Halloween masks that seem to be like kids are eating this up. Right. I mean, it's like they have no other masks. Apparently, finally, I mean,
0: masks are a big deal at Halloween. There
2: were no
1: masks before the I PR. The
2: PR for these masks were just like, <laughs> uh, you know. Up there apparently. No one wanted any of the mass but these so is
0: Halloween, Halloween. This Halloween.
2: obsession stretched the imagination, I think, to its limits.
0: Silver Rock. So
2: yeah, what were your thanks. problems, Do uh Jeff? We're... First time viewer, huge movie geek, never seen this movie. What'd you think? Well,
1: I want to start out by saying I was immediately drawn to uh, their attempt at beating Tron to the electronic Age of movie making with their digital pumpkin uh, <laughs> right at the top. They're like, you know what? We're not messing around. This is cutting edge, and we're going to throw this in there. I don't know, kids, but, but but I call the it
2: computers. Print Shop Deluxe in jest. But I mean, uh, for as low fi as it was, it kind of worked.
0: I love Print Shop Deluxe because you're
2: just like, what is this? Like, what kind of movie is this? Are there, what in the- well, it, it's funny you say that, Justin.
1: <laughs> what kind of movie is this? It, it was a very confusing experience for me, and, and we had talked about thing, you know, John Carpenter, I think, did a really good job of putting in a lot of different type of stuff into one movie, whereas this movie tried very hard to do the same thing, and for me, it was eight bridges too far, because none of it made sense, I mean it it was simply absurd that this guy have had life li- life like automatons like running around as people that could have and then anyway so that's just one of the the problems i had because like the robots weren't even necessary to him doing okay whatever it was he was doing i'm kind of confused because all right so we're going to skip to what the masks do so they sell the masks yes they they burn the kids's face and they turn to snakes in hopes and roaches and bugs that the snakes will kill the parents. Now, you don't know what a snake's gonna do. <laughs> I'm just saying, it's very unpredictable. I, I just, These are but, unpredictable but, snakes. But this is the witchcraft. Part. I this see some flaws witch. in this plan. Yes. Now, granted, back then there were only three stations. <laughs> And I want to get back to that when we talk about the ending, very very end of the movie. But there were only three stations in the world, so I could see maybe all the kids (laughs) tuning in to watch, and it all. So if they synchronized everything perfectly, maybe But then, but but then,
0: Pacific time, no, no, Eastern time. That's what.
1: Okay, all right. Another thing. So we don't know like what times are called again, but we'll save that for the end. But like the question is, after the master plan goes, say the mass work and everything. The answer is, but then what happens next? What like what is his plan? Like, d- does it help him in some way? D- does he is does he prove he's a warlock I, or, or a witch?
2: Well, I think he assumed that, that you know this was the the second coming, and you know, wait, and this had religion in it. He brought in Stonehenge, Jeff. How how you know? If we, we have all to joke, know, that's the things that don't make sense. <laughs> is and I love that he makes a joke about it. He's like, we got Stone. You won't believe how we got it here. And I'm like. I want to know because you're that's right.
0: I will not believe how, how you've got it. <laughs> is
2: you have this huge Stonehenge that you stole? Apparently, that does not make sense. But
0: who knew that Stonehenge had such nefarious chemical compounds in it? By the way, that it could somehow relinquish snakes, cockroaches, and some sort of mind melting manner into a mask.
2: What the, isn't that like Stonehenge's history? That there used to be like sacri- They used to sacrifice. Uh, yeah like almost like gallows like hang people off of it no maybe i got my stonehenge history wrong i think
0: maybe you're right i don't remember the history very well to be honest with you
1: i don't think people know i mean i think it was i think they assume it was for some type of pagan rituals yeah um that had to do with more of the sun because of the way it's positioned but i don't think there's like quite a consensus on exactly what went on there so let's assume virgin sacrifice
0: okay
2: I, I assume that for a lot of things, <laughs> virgin <laughs> sacrifice. So one of my favorite parts about this movie is um, the lead actor, Tom Atkins, is like like the consummate eighties like actor. He's like in all these movies, and here's the big here's the three thing that was confusing about this movie is because in uh, Night of the Creeps, which I love. He plays a cop in Night of the Creeps, right? Am I correct? You are correct, and you and
1: introduced so, me to that movie, by the
2: way. I did. Mm-hmm. So in this, but so in this movie, he plays a doctor that all of a sudden starts acting like he's a cop, and so it Dr. gets really cop. confusing. <laughs> who's 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 an alcoholic, and he's got like a family on the side. He doesn't care it's, about that family that at was very,
0: all. Very very curious and weird, by the way. Like that whole thing of like. Having a, a family that he didn't seem to care about too much, so he would go and chase after this whole story. And I don't even know. I don't get it. Hey, boys, hold on the fort for five seconds.
2: Oh, we got Chrissy's a, we gotta be got a, a kid interruption. So, uh, so yeah, his, so his character, Dr. Chalice, is a doctor at the beginning. Huh? Tom Atkins, drunk, at, you know, maybe not drunk, alcoholic doctor in this movie goes from a doctor and then starts acting like a a cop like investigating all this stuff that's right and
0: we were talking about the family we're back by the way (laughs) and we were talking about how he just kind of left his family by the sidelines
1: it was kind of a weird side (laughs) plot that kind of it's like i got i went online later to read a review on it and they were like oh and he left his family out and i got the impression that they were still his family he just went off to somewhere and then
2: they're divorced
0: I Is that what it was? I never even got that impression. I didn't
2: get that impression. I just thought that he, was, thought that he was a bad
0: husband. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh, you think he was married? Yeah, I just I thought that, he was absentee. I,
0: yeah, I thought he was just, he just was, a shitty husband. But he was
2: still Doctor Love and like apparently sexing up half the town. No, no, no.
1: She sexed him up.
2: Well, he was. But he went for it. No, oh, but so he had that the, the like blonde like nurse at the hospital who was like oh, helping right. him he gave out, her a little slap. helping it, helping him out without. Yeah. yeah. So he had that woman. She was Girl Friday. And then. Uh, you know, he meets this other woman who is the daughter of this guy at the beginning of the movie that dies and instantly says, okay, I'm going to help you figure out what happened to your father. And then uh, a day later they start hooking up and having sex. I just
1: got the feeling he's just one of those guys who doesn't want to go home because he hates his family.
0: Yeah. Cause like the two seconds that he was in the picture, it was not exactly paradise. It seemed. He came home and it was like, M, now I'm home." And she was dressed like a pilgrim and seemed like she see, was a cold and I come aloof from uh, a
2: a family of divorce. I I see it as they were divorced, and he just came in during dinner and dropped off some some mask. And they're like, "No, we already have these masks." And they put on the shamrock mask. And he's like, "Oh, okay. Well, I'm going back to uh, solve this <laughs> random murder. I guess no." I mean, maybe. Okay.
0: Yeah,
1: I don't know. Like, I... I okay, just because we're talking about early in the movie, like, later on in the movie, that makes more sense. But early in the movie, I got the impression that it was very much, like, just an awkward domestic situation. Maybe they were on the verge of separating?
0: Yeah. I would get the same impression as Jeff. Okay. But I don't think that you're necessarily outside the realm of possibility that that's what was going on.
2: So either he was a divorced guy who was a horn dog and uh, you know possible alcoholic, or he was a married guy who was cheating on his wife with
0: everyone, everyone.
2: <laughs> either with, way, with not, the
0: bottle, with women, with a crime. definitely not the
2: the ideal hero for your story. So, but yes. he's right. Tom Atkins, so I guess he he made it work.
0: Sure, why not,
2: <laughs> Chrissy? What did you think about this movie as a whole?
0: I actually enjoyed it. Yeah? Yeah, and I enjoyed it more than I thought I would because, um, again, we as we've previously discussed, ad nauseum now, me plus slasher films, meh, whatever. So knowing that this was a part of that franchise, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be another one of those Jason movies. And so I was pleasantly surprised that it was something completely out of the box and different and so insidious in terms of its tone. and
2: Dark. Yeah. Super dark dark. Yeah. Anytime you involve the mass murder of multiple children
0: or like an entire country worth of children. Like I usually can't stand films that require me to take such logic leaps that I, I I have to go, you know, and jump the shark with the suspension of disbelief. It really bugs me. But with this one, I was willing to allow it to do that several times throughout. We were like, nope, that doesn't make any sense. Or, well, I'm not sure how that, like we talked about earlier with the snakes in the whole bin. How does it even happen? Stonehenge, I don't know. I was willing to like give the film a pass because I, I found that I found it to be entertaining and interesting and totally dark and terrible, and I wanted to see where it went.
1: I think you guys were way <laughs> way more forgiving than I was. sounds like it um and you know if if and so I wrote down my notes, so okay, go ahead well, all right, so we started off with this mysterious beginning right before we meet Tom Atkins there's a- uh, Pritch
2: up deluxe. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about the after the title <laughs> sequence. After the
1: title sequence. Okay. We don't need to revisit Tron 2.0. Um <laughs> We we and and uh and, and so the the guys the guys running and it's very dark and confusing and then it ends. There's <laughs> there's really not a lot like, he, much the, more to that he, yeah and he's like for running
2: that, from these mysterious people who are kind of like the, the guys from the matrix right. for yes. me that
1: sets up the tone of the movie confusing and
2: weird and then all of a sudden there's like uh, one hour later car and you're like man this is continuing <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> you know? right. I guess we're still doing this alright
1: right
2: so it doesn't I don't think it starts off well so what else so it's yeah it's, well, it's largely th- confusing
1: it was, okay, it, yes. It was very, very confusing for me. Um And I feel up until the investigation started. Because then, like Tom Atkins, he's like, on the case. Because that's, I mean, that's what doctors did in the 80s. I don't Clearly. know if you guys are, he was like a, what, a family practitioner, so it was fine. Like, he, <laughs> it's his duty, I think, medically, to get involved with uh, anybody that comes in and needs help. So he's takes it upon himself to go to this town because they're
2: trying to... I'm a doctor. I have lots of free time. Right. Let me solve this murder for right. you. And
0: I don't make enough as a doctor, so I really need to moonlight as a crime specialist.
2: And you, you're just going to come in here and tell me
1: this, this weird fact that, oh, your dad disappeared up here. That, I, we should check that out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was on board pretty quickly. The buy-in was pretty instant. Yeah, and I, but
1: you know what? I think it goes back to what Justin was saying. Maybe, maybe he, he was doing an ex-husband stop-by He's like, well, nothing's for me. Nothing's for me here. Like, I, I got to keep on moving here.
2: I'm I might rolling as well stone. help this woman. <laughs> I am drunk.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> he's I mean, at that morning There's that scotch. one
2: point in the movie where there. Uh, I guess uh, he's at the bar, and the that woman comes and meets him, and uh, she's like, "Your your coworkers told me you would be here," and he's like, oh, "Ah, you know. they guessed <laughs> right. <dude. laughs> I remember you." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, other than that, my the, the main thing that I always thought about this movie is no, he was a bad dad because he goes at least 95% of the running time of this movie without thinking, wait a minute, my actual kids have these masks.
0: Yes. It wasn't until the very, very end where that came into play at all for yeah. him. And I had no sympathy for that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we like, if he would have been as much of a drunk or a womanizer as he was, maybe he would have thought, "Hey, I've got kids with these masks.
0: I should probably me, call home and tell them me tell to get them rid of them."
2: First, dump those in the trash,
1: wait until the last minute, and screaming like a lunatic, knowing this woman has heard him call screaming like a lunatic about things before in the past. Yes, because he's a big drinker.
2: What number did he call to call, Like, who was he talking to? That's oh, the like. Oh no, no, I don't. Oh, you mean
1: after he called like his parent his. Ex wife, yeah. Oh, he called the president of television. Oh, the president of television, <laughs> yeah. you know, the one that can turn off things on every network.
0: Isn't that less movies?
1: And they also <laughs> wait, they also they also, they also a a listen people. to any caller that calls in.
2: I don't know, but you're president of the second network. I'm glad I've got through to you. Stop everything, right? They're like, Who is this dude? Well, the president of television
1: said, Look, I'll turn off the first two, third one's staying on, buddy. There's I, I've got limits. We are keeping
2: a b, you know, as ABC.
0: Yeah, of course, it yeah, had to be ABC because it goes CBS, NBC, mm-hmm. ABC, five seven nine. The president of yes.
2: television doesn't do it fast enough, so he just starts saying stop repeatedly or until they
0: actually had a receptionist who says, "You know, we've had crazy people call before, and I'm not going to put you through to Let's the president tell them of television." We're <laughs> it off. Yeah. You can email us at we give a shit at so let's, com. let's let's pull it
1: back for Chrissy and do some math here. Ooh, yep. Ooh. all right. So math. Math. let's just say one hundred percent of the children on the West Coast are watching this right. at nine p.m. nine p.m.
0: PST. Nine
1: p.m. Now, does this mean that a it's midnight and everyone's dead on the East Coast? And they and because there's no international news, there's no internet. No or, no one knows yet. Regional news. Regional news. Yeah, there's there's no way to communicate because everyone's dead. So, let's just say that. So, if 100% of the children are going to tune in, but two thirds of the network have been taken off the air, and one half of Tom Atkins' children has taken off his mask,
2: how many <laughs> kids have dead I've died. See, Chrissy likes stats, but she doesn't like. Counting or anything? Or like word that. problems? These are or, or word problems? Or percentages. percentages?
0: I do like statistics, though. Surprisingly. give okay, an answer to well, the
2: question, Chrissy: How many kids are dead?
0: Yeah. One third of the country plus one of Tom Atkins' kids.
2: His his kids are dead. His either wife or ex-wife is dead. Uh, Two thirds of all kids are are dead.
1: Well, let's say so that one half of the snakes that came out of the kids' heads were just gardener snakes.
0: <laughs> yeah, but then what?
1: Stonehenge Stonehenge made those, a big I, I mean, up. I'm
2: not a snakeologist, Jeff, but those snakes looked pretty much bigger than regular garden snakes.
0: Yeah, they look like they might cause some problems.
1: Well, no, no, but you don't know that that's going to happen with every mask and every kid's head. Maybe every kid has a different, you know, there could be some king cobras, sure. Maybe a little. <laughs> may, maybe there's some coral snakes. I don't know what's going on in there. And
0: let's be honest, the cockroaches are really more of a nuisance than they are necessarily going to cause. And that's a death. the thing. Like, how does they
1: make? They're not related. One's a reptile. One's a, a an insect. All right, so let's go
2: back. Let's go back. I think we're reading too much into this fictional fantasy. No, no, film. let's go back to the to the other. Okay. So wait a minute. To How go- does the snakes and the bugs get into the mask? Are no, they they're laying and waiting? Well, they're obviously. Like, all I googled trained it. To attack
0: adults. You googled it. I absolutely googled it because I had a hard time with that, and and
2: I they're couldn't, awakened by Stonehenge.
0: <laughs> I couldn't find anything that was like good intel. But in my head, I was like, okay, maybe they are eggs, kind of like po- microwave popcorn. Like, it's all flat, but then when you put it under heat, it, like, pops up and then becomes microwave popcorn. Maybe this is like that. Like, they all are in the lining of the mask, but then something, some sort of chemical reaction happens or from Stonehenge. Like or the,
2: there's, like, those little and pills, it makes them pill-like things that you guys, as a kid, that you put in the water, and all of a sudden, it's like a fluffy dinosaur.
0: dinosaur. <laughs> right?
2: Which is the opposite of a shrinky dink.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Or the you know the little cans that you got and you gave to your friend and they open it and the, oh, the snake bounces out birds. of it.
1: Oh yeah, I remember those. Yeah, maybe it's a whole bunch of those. <laughs> all right, I think we've. I think all right. That, that's actually solved a lot of problems for me. <laughs> that's you exactly
2: what this is. It's one of those things that that's, we just threw that solved up. a
1: lot of problems for me. All right, so can we can we just go back to about one one third of the way through the movie? <laughs> so this is a post meeting Tom Atkins. Yes, he, he's going off. So they arrive in this so the,
2: so they arrive <laughs>
0: <laughs> our son Camden has a lot to say about this movie well, man, and he's upstairs talking really about it really do
2: not want us to talk about Halloween 3 they, no, the more they want to be they on the know podcast that we're talking about Shrinky Dink snakes and popcorn cockroaches or whatever and right? they said look this is confusing and i'm angry <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're like you can continue being angry let's talk about movies
1: one third of the way through the film oh, what are sorry you- sorry so uh so yeah so one one third of the way through the film so so basically this is the part where tom atkins and woman hold on what's the, what's the actress's name the
0: Oh, she's not nameless? I don't know. No, no, she's not nameless. Actually, she
1: was really good. I liked her. It was, it was Stacey Nelkin.
2: Stacey Nelkin as Ellie. Which I thought she did a
1: really good job. I actually really liked the acting in this movie. I'll say that. There were a lot of elements to this movie I liked, uh, that being one of them. So they get to this, <laughs> this city that's under surveillance, right, the entire yes. time. That never comes up again. No. Like, oh, no, no, we're going to keep you under surveillance all the time then I then who's under surveillance are there actual citizens to this little city that's what I didn't understand like so do they have a
0: curfew they have to do I mean that one guy who basically runs the town so to speak but him
1: but not everyone's a robot right
0: no but they have the curfew in place but they were but they were like it's for your own protection and, and
1: they just say that yeah but then like we're gonna go outside anyway and what are the consequences nothing
2: so (laughs) <laughs> I assume most of them are robots, though, right? Like, if they're not a robot, what are they doing in the town? But
1: all the robots look like Agent.
0: Smith, yeah, they, so. yeah, they do absolutely.
2: So it's like, a, so just the robots work there, yes. But in the surrounding town, they're really scared people. They're like, have to go well, into no, cure I mean, fear, or they're,
0: they're supported somehow support by staff. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Okay, like they, but they're, they're in, complicit in the the murder of their livelihood millions depends of
1: people. on this guy's. Um, what is a uh, mask factory? Like yes. cuz they've been around for a very long time. So this is like a company town.
0: Yeah, I actually don't think that they necessarily know the nefarious like. aspect of what's going on in the yeah, company. I agree. Yeah. Justin was thinking that maybe he, they thought they were in on it. I, no, I don't think they were in on it. Okay. I like but that. this guy brought some sort of like industry and you know what you know what it's this perfect little small town where they need something to latch on to and apparently this is like the number one selling thing in all of America and so they have something to like, to hang their hat up on you know like we come from the town where they make the masks Can we talk know? about that for a second Sure it's like Tillamook and the cheese Yeah, I mean,
1: well, that's exactly what it is. But can we talk about like the fact that like kids are going
2: nuts for these stupid masks? Yes. Or how long have they been making the mask? Is this the first year? Oh yeah, this is obviously uh, the first year of of, of the mask. Yes. So okay, so where what was happening in this town before Silver Shamrock came around? I just think that the uh, the prop design on this really dropped the ball. (laughs) The masks weren't cool enough. Is that what you're saying? I am saying exactly that. Well, I mean, transports back to 1982. What? What? I mean, what was the variety of masks that everyone had?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> we should pull. You know what? We should pull out our copy of ET, and we know.
2: Yes. Well, like, but, but like I said, I think it was less about the actual mask than the you know PR what? campaign. You know what? I bet the kids kids were in, commercial being kids were on twenty four seven. They were
1: into Star Wars, and so there would have been like Yoda masks. It's That's true. what would have been hot. If they would. Are you trying to tell they, they me would... that a skeleton, like, oh, I'm a skeleton head? Oh, s- uh,
0: even better, I'm a pumpkin head.
1: I'm a pumpkin head, <laughs> dude. I'm gonna scare everybody. We should all go as pumpkin heads.
0: But again,
2: like I said, I think it's less about the actual mask than more about the PR campaign behind the mask. Well, no,
1: I think that's a good point. But it it drives me crazy. It's one of my pet peeves in movies when they create a fake product that is a terrible product that people love for no reason
2: at all. You know what the scariest thing about the mask is? They actually mass produce the mask. To be sold along with the movie.
0: Right. But wait a minute. Wait.
2: Were you serious? Oh my no. God. I'm deadly serious.
0: <laughs> Do you deadly. imagine
2: watching this movie and thinking after you watch it like, you know what? I think I'll take some of these home and f- to my kids so they can I'm wear I'm going to buy a
0: mask from that one horrible movie where all the children almost die or maybe from do. From
2: the masks.
0: Yes, mm. right? Although, it's- you know, what? J- just to take a devil's advocate position for one second on this, because yes, the masks are terrible and like who gives a flying F about wearing those masks anyway? I remember being a kid myself and nobody was wearing masks. One maybe, like if he was doing something weird, but most of <laughs> us didn't even wear them. I digress. The point I'm trying to make is that I think it had more to do with the tie in of the big giveaway. And that's why they were buying the masks. Not necessarily because they all wanted to wear masks for Halloween, but it was tied in to a product giveaway. Much like in a Christmas story, he's doing Ovaltine because he wants to find out what the guy says in the secret Annie show on the radio. And he's, you know, tuning in. And what is the secret message? What is it? it I mean, says, the mask. Drink more than Ovaltine. Ovaltine.
2: I mean, seriously. You know,
0: it, it's, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I think this is more about like, well, buy him for the big giveaway. That's
1: a really, really good point. I think that's a TLW problem. (laughs) Tommy Lee Wallace, the director slash writer. I really think that I, I, there's no way I've known that. I feel like there are a lot of things in this movie that don't add up. That could easily have been solved through small little changes. True. that, That to me would have been one of them. Yeah. To, to, like it is about the contest it is mm-hmm. about the fact that this is going to be like this network thing that's going to be on all three networks so it's the only thing you could possibly watch right uh, on the east or west coast exactly
0: west coast. and you have to have a mask if you want to be in the giveaway right
1: exactly and right. like your mask and you have to be wearing the mask for whatever reason mm-hmm. um, but so so going back to the city that has these this curfew that doesn't matter cuz everyone's <laughs> out afterwards Santa
2: Mira California
1: yeah Santa Not Mira real place. which it was actually a real city i watched the documentary that comes on the scream factory dvd it's a uh, real city. it's a real town it's a real well i don't i don't think the name is real but it's no. like they the just place. they found a place exactly like it and all of the ex all of the people in it are actual locals shut up who stared at the movie people because they thought movie people were weird oh so those people
2: when when they like when tom atkins and his girl rolls in they're like looking at them that's real they're actually real people they're like what are they doing yes that's amazing so they they
1: found (laughs) a place in 1983 where that this they're so isolated and i mean you know very very close-knit let's say um so that's that's like a real thing
0: wow I never want to go there. And find I out. I don't
1: know if there's a curfew. I'm just saying like no- everyone ignores the curfew, no one cares. Yeah. There's cameras everywhere that only come into effect if Tom Atkins needs to avoid one.
0: <laughs> Clearly.
1: Um it's just it's just it's just lazy on terms of the bad guy. Like I, yeah. I like I feel like he doesn't have his shit together. I feel like there's no real plan here.
0: Other than to murder a whole bunch of children.
1: Yeah, but like what? But why? But That's what I'm saying. Like, Yeah,
0: the why like, is missing. To me, I
1: feel like if you're going to involve Stonehenge and mysticism and for some mm-hmm. reason call this the season of the witch, mm-hmm. it feels like there needs to be like a, I'm bringing Satan back. or That's true. There needs to be some type of end game because otherwise... As it is in the movie, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like his explanation is, you've forgotten stuff, so I'm going to remind you. That's,
0: that's a really that's good it. point. You know, it, for I think I was kind of compartmentalizing that whole thing and kind of almost forgetting about his explanation about witchcraft and sacrifice, because then it almost becomes something even darker and scarier that somebody would do this just for the fuck of it, just because chaos. But And, and, and I was kind of going off of that, but... You're right. He was actually halfway giving some sort of reason, but no rhyme. And now, if you take into account his, yeah, then it does, then it's stupid. But before, if it was just chaos, then it's like, holy shit, somebody would just murder an entire country of children just because chaos.
2: Well, I mean, if and you, robots. If yes, you talk about major themes. You know, I assume uh, that this movie was talking about the rise of of capitalism at the time yeah. and consumerism and. Now, uh, we live in a world where, you know. Someone could take advantage of.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. I think you're reading into this.
0: You wanted the giveaway.
2: Yeah. It's like the, uh, what's that thing that McDonald's has with the Monopoly uh, things? You know, like, we got to go to McDonald's and get the new Monopoly.
0: uh, Oh, the pieces. The
2: pieces. pieces. Yeah. And then you die of cancer because you ate all this McDonald's. No, heart Heart, heart heart attack. Heart attack.
0: I'm sure this movie gave people like my mom a heart attack, speaking of, because she was the type of mom when I was growing up who was like, you cannot eat any of the candy that you get from trick-or-treating because it has razor blades.
1: Why
2: would she do that to you? That
1: never happened, you know? Yeah. <laughs> right? That's a complete myth. That's,
0: yeah, that's, I know.
2: That's Halloween propaganda. But see,
1: that's what this movie should have been, was this razor right? blades and candies. That would have been a better season of The Witch. <laughs> Witches who put razor blades and candies, I would have bought that. So let's talk about the robots. Okay. All right, so first time we, like, get... Get the idea? Something's wrong.
2: <laughs> They're like the people from It Follows. They're just following you everywhere,
1: basically. <laughs> they follow Not at all you creepy. everywhere.
2: You try to run, well, but they follow the you everywhere. The guy blows
1: himself up in the car, right? Yeah, that, the gasoline.
2: I think that's the point where I'm like, okay, this movie started. Well, you know, he what, went in and like, uh, yeah. you know, gouged this guy's eyes out. Goes to his car. You think he's going escape? Nope. He just like blows and himself it's, it's up.
1: It's an intriguing, and I like that. I actually, I like that. You know, there's this soul, and I wouldn't even call it a B story. Let's call it a F story. of <laughs> uh, The the nurse, uh, scientist, nurse slash scientist, <laughs> investigating the wreck. Like, there's only car parts here. But you only get like a, a couple of minutes with her. What kind th- of nurse is she? Throughout the I movie. I didn't
0: understand. Yeah, She's exactly. a forensic nurse. Uh, clearly, that's yeah. a thing.
2: Forensic nurse. We have a a doctor investigator. F and I. You know, going for
1: <laughs> the new show. Um, so, so okay. So we find out they're robots. Okay, fine. This guy has okay. So he's not only been able to uh, create a worldwide toy brand for Halloween, but also lifelike robots. <laughs> sure. Okay. That that's one way to bring back the ancient rituals was by creating new robots. All right. I buy that, but can you please tell me why it was important for them to kill the forensic nurse when it she, was like
2: she knew too much. It was Jeff.
1: five minutes till nine.
2: She knew too much. Like
1: it was just about to come on the television. <laughs> and not only that, the only thing that she could have possibly told him was that there aren't any human body parts in this car.
2: <laughs> only pieces of the pieces of the car, plastic, you know. But yet they send this. This poor woman
1: has to die. <laughs>
0: It had been a while since they had a kill. They're like, well, how can we write one in? We know we left this end loose.
2: I think it was like a, a slasher movie where everyone that has sex has to die. She obviously had something with uh, Doctor Love, uh, Tom Atkins, so it, she had to go. It
1: could very well have been that they thought there were not enough deaths.
0: Yeah, in, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, I Probably. mean,
2: we haven't even talked about the strange interlude of uh, Tom Atkins and another girl just like strangely having sex in the middle of the movie at a hotel, and it was all started. Off of the fact. So they, they start to investigate and then they're all at this hotel. And I think at some point they're like, should we continue doing this or this? But Tom asked is like, no, man, let's have a drink, you know? <laughs> and, then, and then they're in this hotel and, uh, she's like taking a shower and she gets out of the shower and he's there and they have this conversation where it's like, uh, he's like, well, you should I go, uh, sleep in the car because that's better than sleeping on the floor. And she's like, what? Where do you want to sleep? <laughs> and he's like, "That's a stupid question." And then they start. Then they start sure making out. Like I like blah, the way he blah, starts blah, it by calling her stupid. Blah, blah, right. Blah, 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 blah. I mean,
0: like all good eighties leading men. Blah, blah,
2: blah, blah, blah. I just, I just met you yesterday. Let's bone in the middle of this like really strange murder that I know you're to grieving.
0: You're grieving. Let me make it better for you.
2: She's. Like, I know I've got kids, but. Fuck them. Let's bone. You know. <laughs> let's. I'm a. Ter- I'm a terrible doctor. I'm a terrible investigator. Apparently,
0: and a, terrible husband. Terrible
2: situation. husbands.
1: People do unpredictable things. We don't know which way they're going to take it.
0: I mean, that's true. So, and they took it to this place.
1: So, but okay. So, but that scene is required to lead up to the betrayal. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. At the end, and the rescue for them, because otherwise, why would he care about another human being other than the fact he had sex with her? Right, right, absolutely. Right. So, all right, so he goes to. I mean, save he's got
2: hoes in different area codes, so yeah, I, you know. yeah. But
1: now he's like into this thing. Can't you tell? Like he is sneaking around, and he went to go save her. Like I kind of got into his character because I thought Tom his place perfectly. It's, he, he took it just serious enough.
0: borderline serious
1: like like he he wasn't gonna crack for the camera but you know behind the scenes he was just like this is ridiculous (laughs) so he rescues the girl and now let's just follow his plot line through to the end blows up
2: blows up everything blows
1: up everything which I want to get back to because I'm I was so confused by that (laughs) Um, but he's so but when did
2: she become a robot?
0: That was going to be my question. Was okay. she robot the whole time? Did you not
2: learn anything from the thing, Jeff? When she's away, when she's <laughs> away, that's when she becomes the thing. <laughs> so, they should have tied. They should have tied each other to chairs, set in there, you know, <laughs> You're right?
0: And Daisy chained to the bathroom. So I was thinking the exact same thing actually. At, when I watched the thing, I was like, "Oh, this is kind of like how she became a robot." I was like, "Wait, no, these are two separate movies." I really don't know how she became a robot unless she was one the entire time, in which case. Now, something he had really sex
2: with a sense. robot. They should
1: but have had then, Wilford Brimley why she on the would She have case? brought an investigator to the. Show.
0: She didn't think she was bringing an investigator. She thought she was bringing a doctor. <laughs> he was.
2: Dr.
1: Love. But was he. Sp- but would they have. Um, would they have had another plan for him as a doctor?
0: Take the doctor out of the town where everyone's going to be bringing their children to try to save them?
1: Yeah, but I thought this was. G- okay. <laughs> I
0: don't know.
1: So, oh, wait, wait. So. So
2: ma- this was all to have s- sex with him, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> Tom Accan. I think that it was when she was probably taken away, and it was thrown in there. And and all right, can we, let's just go back to the Justin. Can you explain this to me? Please? Yeah, come on, Justin. You're Justin, good at this. Explain remember to me the the <laughs> the circle of doom that happened at the end.
2: Well, they had Stonehenge. Yes. It's like they they had this warehouse and they had the big Stonehenge and then they had a lot of computer looking doohickeys basically and they're like beep, boop, beep, boop on all the the buttons and so what I thought happened was he just dropped a bunch of these pins Mm -hmm. on top of these people in Stonehenge and then they just blew up and then that was the end. Okay. That's what I thought happened.
0: Yeah. No, but as far (laughs) as her being a robot.
2: Oh, well, like I said, that was when she was away like the thing.
0: I think it was... Remember how in the one scene they showed her in a room like tied down? Mm -hmm. I think they killed her and then just kept her skin and put it over a robot after that. So I think that's probably... Shortly when
1: it
2: happens, that works for me. That's, I mean, that's got to be a complicated process to kill her, and then you know. Well,
0: clearly like this guy was not above bill her, and then putting <laughs> her
2: on top of a robot. These
0: people are witches, yeah. and it's
1: the season of the witch.
0: And this guy is not above complicated processes. Do you re- not remember him talking about the the knitting woman and like how she was an X Y Z model, and it was based on I don't know. He had a whole intricate story for her. Yeah. So he's not I above intricacies. What
2: do you uh, What do you see them doing? That's like. Witch-like or any kind of witchery, or oh, that's his. Point. They're always <laughs> just like gouging people's heads off, or like ripping their, or or ripping like the two guys rip a guy's head head off and just like yeah, blood spurting. Like I think witches like cast spells. <laughs> I don't they know. Do. They don't. They don't like. That's the other thing. Like they had this huge thing of Stonehenge where they like pick axing. Like okay, okay, one. <laughs> You know, two.
0: Sabrina the Teenage Witch was nothing like this, so I have no idea.
2: It wasn't? I no. I didn't watch that show. It wasn't about this? There was I a cat and a cute it boy.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it made me want to watch it more. I know. Um, I guess what... So the, in terms of like favorite scenes, it's like... The the annoying kid when he when he dies when he puts on the that's the weird thing. The guy mm-hmm. was like, Okay, so the the bad guy, Willy Wonka, we'll just call him Willy Wonka. That's person. what I was gonna call him. So too. Willy Wonka brings in uh this guy and his wife and his son and, and he like his tells best all the, salesman, by yeah, he's the way. Like, this is he's the best salesman. I'm like, okay, he's gonna like get like, you know
0: brought into the fold or something. Brought into
2: the fold. He's like the, the new VP in charge. Oh no. Oh no. Let's kill him. Let's murder his entire family it, so Tom Atkins can watch, basically. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's fucked up. Um, a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit.
2: I, I, I would bring my worst salesman in and, and and make a, you know, example of him, not my best salesman. I guess this just goes back to well, Jeff's I, point of he really didn't think out this plan. Well, I feel Very like maybe head. he
1: was trying to like, hey, you're the best salesman, now look what you sold. Uh, and then he he made his kid die. And then but I'm glad you brought this all up because that brings us to my favorite scene. It's very short. And I want to get the actor's name right. So the actor you're talking about, he played a guy named Buddy Kupfer, who was the best salesman. His name was uh, Ralph Strait was the actor. Yeah. Um so Ralph Strait is uh talking to who's the old man, Dan oh
2: Dan O'Harley.
1: So Dan O'Harely is telling him he's like um well, can I see the masks? And Dan O'Harely's like, oh, no, we put them through a final process. You know, a secret process. And then uh, <laughs> Buddy, played by Ralph Strait, uh, looks to his wife, uh, Betty, who was played by Jadine Barber. J-Dean Barber, And this is my favorite line in the entire movie. And the delivery is so perfect. Uh, he, he looks at her. He's like, honey, what's he talking about? And she's like, don't ask me. <laughs> And her delivery is so deadpan and so perfect. I, I, I had to watch it. I think I watched it about eight times because <laughs> you could see the resignation on her face that she's like, not only does her character hate this husband, she hates this man to the bottom of her soul. But the actress is like literally like, go fuck yourselves with this bullshit. I am just going to say this loud and it just works so perfectly. Like, seriously, I have never seen a better depiction of a a. A resentful, hateful marriage on screen than in those. This four movie seconds. is anti-marriage. That's what this movie's I about. Mean, clearly. So anyway, that's my favorite scene. Is like she is like. What does she say? She says, "Don't ask me." She says, Don't, Don't, ask me. "Don't ask me." But she does it in such this snarky, jerky way that you're like, she's like heard his rap a million times before, and she's so sick on going on these stupid fucking company outings, and she probably hates her own kid.
0: She did hate her own kid. See, she so absolutely anyway, did.
1: That's my favorite scene.
0: That's so funny. That's, a good that's your favorite scene. Justin' favorite scene for you. Like
2: I said, I like the kids. The kid's death. There's the oh, um, yeah. the woman. So they go to this hotel and they meet these other people that are staying in the hotel. This movie, this this woman named Marge. She's the oh, one yeah. that like has one of the pins and she's like sitting in bed like dooby 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 doo. Like oh, look at this pin. Let me like stab it with my you know whatever her hair pin. And that's when it like. Like explodes on her face, and, and they're
0: like misfire.
2: the the weird the way this is weird is because it's intercut with like sexiness next door with Doctor Love and you know possible robot woman, and then it cuts back to her, and her face is just that like was totally talk brooly. about
0: gratuitously yeah. violent. And I think terrible. that's when I took
2: the picture of Chrissy's face, like totally yes, she's like oh my god,
0: Ugh. yeah, that was that was one of those times where I wanted to turn Poor my head away, Marge. absolutely. Um, my favorite scene was was the watching the Test family eat it basically, yeah, because uh, it was really the, really terrible the, the, and uncomfortable. The buddy
1: and Betty and yeah. their, their son,
0: <laughs> yes. Thank you. They had names. They salesman of the year. They were people. Yeah. Um, and then also the whole lead up to the end. Even though I was very frustrated with the with the actual final ending, but the the whole ramp up to you know getting them to turn it off because you hear the song starting and I was like oh shit it's already starting like. Yeah. It's over now. Like, what's gonna happen? Eight and
2: more
0: days till yeah, no, no. It was like now. It's a like, watch, watch. Is everyone watching? And I'm like, oh my god, what's gonna happen? And then it ended.
2: Hello, President President of the network. This is Doctor Chalice. <laughs> you need to turn this turn this off right now. Wow. Well, yes, Doctor Chalice. Tr- trust me, I've done lots of investigations. <laughs> trust me, I'm I had a doctor. some sex. I had some sex as well.
0: I'm a big fan of your <laughs> drunken investigative work. I B- will turn BT it off right dubs. now. I should stop
1: I, I, this. I think I, I think this is a perfect place to, before we get to trivia to talk about the elephant in the room, which is the catchiest tune I think we've heard in a movie oh in years.
0: Oh my god! I sang that for two days. Scarily enough, so we finish watching this movie. I go upstairs to start getting ready for bed because score, Chrissy stayed awake for a movie, and <laughs> I'm I'm getting ready, and I'm just in my little vanity area and I start to hear the creepy song playing again. And for a minute I go, what? what? Is it-?
2: She came back down. I had my mask on. She's like,
0: Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't learn his lesson. It really didn't scare me though. No, I
2: started over I
0: creeped down the stairs. Cause I didn't know where it was coming from. Like literally, is it coming from inside our house or is it coming from outside? Which is even creepier. And sure enough, he's sitting there watching it all over again. And I'm like, why are you going to creep me out with this damn song that's never going to leave my brain? It's effective, man. It is effective. It is, I was scared. Uh, it's a 32-year-old scared woman upstairs. Played a
2: total of 14 <laughs> times in the movie. So, you know, they want to just solidify how creepy this commercial <laughs>
0: was. shamrock.
2: It was. Anyway. So you want to hear some IMDb trivia? Yes. Okay. Um... During a reunion panel for the cast and crew of the movie in 2015, Tom Atkins and Stacey Nelkin uh, confirmed that the bedroom scene was one of the very first things that they shot together. Both found it humorous because she had just been quickly cast due to time restraints, and the two had barely gotten acquainted before, you know, pretending to knock the boots i
0: feel like that happens a lot i hear that a lot on little trivia things about movies where there is a big old sex scene or why do they do thing. the sex
2: scene first they do
0: that first i don't know if they're like if it's when there's tension involved they do that on purpose because they're kind of strangers and there will be a natural tension between them yeah it might be i mean going back to Titanic, that's what they did with um the drawing scene that was the that very was the first scene very first scene
2: Wow! So that's
0: why Leonardo DiCaprio was on the bed uh, the couch. That was his own club.
2: Or maybe Tommy Lee Walsh was like, so uh, first day of shooting. Um, we just hired this girl. She's going to get naked. Let's celebrate. Let's just do it. Let's do this up. Right. Let's make this as awkward as possible. It's all downhill from here. Awkward as possible, because if you notice, if you watch the sex scene back, she uh, gets, she like, she goes on the, she lays down on the bed, and he like lays down on top of her, and like pulls her like top down, and right. just like starts sucking her boob, basically.
0: Basically, also, she had lingerie for this trip to avenge her father's death. I'm glad you brought that up
1: because I was <laughs> thinking about that, that which leads me maybe to believe the Why robot not? scenario.
0: <laughs> oh, because I was thinking about that because she even made a point. Good like, point.
1: I didn't pack anything. I don't even have any luggage. I wasn't prepared to do this. And then within, I think, three or four shots or scenes from that, she's in lingerie. She just happens to have, maybe the little town had a lingerie shop.
0: They talked about traveling light, too. I mean, exactly. They had no luggage. They're
1: they yeah. like, we weren't prepared to stay. He's like, don't worry. We're going to check it out. Well, if
2: you think it back, she did show up at the hospital all out of the blue and she's like identifying her dad's body at the hospital. Right. Yeah. So maybe she was, maybe she was a robot from the beginning. That would be la- changes everything. The, the lingerie and and would she care about lingerie point as, point as, as much? I, as I she-
0: wrote that
1: down in my notes, like as I watched it. Like, I mentioned it to him. Like, why does she have lingerie?
0: Yeah, how? Where did that come from? Well,
1: I mean, I think it goes to show that you should never not take it with you.
0: Right. Flip side, I guess. Flip side of the coin here is that this is just another um, kind of. Stick it to women, sort of example, because all the other women who are a little more pious get it. You know, <laughs> it's like the wife gets left with the screaming children because she's dressed like a pilgrim. And the other woman who is just back investigating car parts being blown up is she gets it too. I Means her untimely device. But hey, you put out you wear lingerie, you make it to almost anti
2: marriage, pro lingerie movie. I don't know. Halloween maybe. three.
1: Maybe. Um, I I f- was trying to remember and trying to remember another thing I learned from the documentary. Okay. Uh that was on the thing. Uh so this is very interesting. So the Halloween theme song Yeah. uh was actually th- they did not have money to come up with the tune. They couldn't pay anybody. They had already written the score. They had to come up with some kind of tune. This was inserted into the movie after the fact. Which one? Wait, this movie? 8 More Days Till Halloween. That was done after the fact. So after the movie was done, they were like we don't have anything to put in there yet. Uh-huh. And so they found out that London Bridge's Falling Down tune was in public domain. And Thank they, God. And they set that. <laughs> they they basically just wrote the words to London Bridge is Falling Down. And that became uh, the That's
2: earworm crazy. that we have now. Got to cut costs any way you can, man. It public domain. It was effective. Uh, we were talking about Tommy, the uh, director, Tommy Lee Wallace, who um, also directed It, Fright Night 2 so he got some work after this a few days apparently a few days after its release he happened to see an executive from Universal Pictures who put out the movie um, at a LA restaurant and he says he almost didn't acknowledge me walking by uh, it was clear they were done with me it was like oh I'm just a piece of shit again oh burn, burn. <laughs> so, so yeah, this movie they they must
0: is, have what seen is what in the
1: movie?
2: this movie uh costs uh two point five million to make only made fourteen point four million at the box office.
0: What does Leonard Malton say? That's a really good multiple
1: that's what I, I never understand the economics that they go with, but i, I guess it's in comparison to previous Halloweens. do you think yes, obviously we,
2: do you think that they uh like the marketing and everything kind of people were like, okay, they're not showing Michael Myers. Uh, to kind of like tease him, yes. and then they went and saw the movie. They're like, "Fuck this movie!" Oh, Where's sure, Michael Myers.
0: Absolutely, they I felt think, like they were cheated.
2: I think that's absolutely correct.
0: Yeah. All right, Maltz, hit me with your best shot. Um, what
1: what is what is Maltz? She think looked about? like
0: Pat, Pat Benatar, by the
1: way. The, the main character, yeah, who, who looked What's
0: like her Pat? face?
2: She did. She but, did. Yeah,
0: I think so. I
1: agree.
2: Okay, what does Maltz think, I think about in this? In the hair, yeah, it's the hair. Maltz called this a bomb. He says, genuinely repellent 80s-style horror film with gore galore after a slow start about a a maniacal plot to murder millions of children on Halloween. Nice, huh? No relation to either the the other Halloween films, but owes more to uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers.
0: A movie that I've never seen but want to see. Jesus Christ. Chris. This is what you do this what podcast. What are we doing? What are we
1: doing? You're doing, we doing a, you're doing a public service. There's, we're going
0: to be doing this podcast till we're in our 50s. There's too
2: many movies. And the there's like the list of she the movies she hasn't seen in so long, but then as we go on, she instantly forgets the movies behind us. So <laughs>
0: That's kind of true. <laughs> what did we watch
2: last week, Chrissy? Uh, uh
0: Oh, the the other one, Freddy.
2: Oh, good. Okay. You remember that. Yep. You watched so, the
1: one with a lot of uh Themes to it,
0: <laughs> so many, so many themes, so many themes. All, there are a lot of movies. themes going on in that movie.
2: um So, what would be your final grade for this movie, Chris?
0: um Knowing that it's not really this good, but taking into account my level of enjoyment, I'm giving it a B B minus.
2: Okay,
1: Jeff, not. God, I'm going to have to honestly go with one half Wilford Brimley. <laughs>
2: So if I do my math correctly, that is uh, probably seventy-two percent. No way, a D, no, wait, a D, <laughs> D plus. Uh, no, honestly, man, I, I it's
1: uh, okay. I, I did like the cinematography quite a bit. The score was pretty good. Um, I thought they had some interesting ideas in mm-hmm. so many different ways. But it's one of those movies that's so frustrating to me because I feel like the ideas could have formed together to actually make something coherent. But as it was, I thought it was a really incoherent film. Um, uh, uh, on the letter score, I'd probably give it like a D plus. D
2: oh, There
0: you go, Justin.
2: Uh, yeah, I like this movie. I'd probably give it a B minus. I think the worst part about it is like the the beginning. Yeah, um, I agree. And uh, like, I kind of wanted to know more about the specifics of this plan. I love the ending. I love the the bleak as hell ending to this, and I. I would have liked to have known what happened afterwards,
0: Same. like you said. That's exactly how I felt. What,
1: what the actual stakes were, as we were talking about earlier. Right? Like, what, what happens, if, like, you know, and the thing, we know what happens. Yes. According to the computer program, what happens when this thing gets to uh, the rest of the world, but we don't know what happens once the, you know, coral snakes come out of the kids' heads and maybe or maybe not attack their parents. Like, is there... You know, does it bring back Gozer the Gazarian? Like, we don't know. We don't know.
0: At the very least we know the kids die, but that's it. That would be awesome. She's just... (laughs) A
2: lot of dead kids.
0: Morbid.
2: I'm talking about Gozer the Gazarian. What are you talking about? I want more investigations by Dr. Chalice and his, you know, sexing skills. He should have had his own franchise. Mm -hmm. He should have.
0: Maybe he eventually graduates and becomes like, what's his face? Who goes, what are you doing here? Investigative journalism. What's his name? Chris. Chris Hansen? Yes.
2: <laughs> so, <laughs> what's going on?
0: Yeah, he just like walks into a room. <laughs> oh, Chris
2: Chris Hansen. <laughs> you got to remember though that Tom's the one with the mustache. Yes. So,
1: I don't know what that means.
2: Wow. Okay. All right. So, um... So, this
0: concludes our scary October.
2: Yeah, this one
1: was all over the place.
0: It was and very long. So, I think uh, you guys picked some great movies.
1: I I really enjoyed the the last Justin podcast. Devel. I really enjoyed. Thank you again for including me, but also like some great uh, requests by Twitter. I'm, and I got to see a movie I've never seen before.
0: Thank you for coming on the podcast. We hope that you'll you'll come back. And this,
2: this and is the only way we you. are able to see uh, any of our friends anymore is we invite them on the podcast. <laughs> yes, because we are you know two adults with two kids and uh, yeah. We're glad to see you, man. It's Yay! awesome to see you.
1: Oh, thank you, guys. Um, so, what? How do you guys like wrap out of this?
2: Uh, we say uh, thanks for listening. Um, do you say what's next week? We I don't know if we know what's next week yet. We don't. But Casey's I- birthday's coming up, so I've put put it on her that she can pick. Uh what she wants to watch. Basically. I have a
0: little bit of carte blanche. I can work outside the system of things I haven't seen. It can be something I have, but it'll, I haven't decided yet.
2: It'll probably be Titanic again. No Let's it won't face it. We've watched no, it Titanic, won't. Titanic two, Titanic three <laughs> for this podcast. Just- just to make sure you didn't miss anything <laughs> seriously
1: I could actually talk a very long time about that movie I really enjoyed yes. the structure of that film well,
2: then Jeff yes. can come back and I can go to your house and <laughs> watch watch you your and, can hang and your out wife while Sia. you talk about Titanic there you
0: Christine. go I think I'm down let's do it
2: okay. uh, but we say check it out on Twitter at Movie Geek Cast Facebook uh, our kids S- send running your, our Snapchat
0: send your uh, birthday week movie suggestions to us at Twitter at Movie Geek Cast
2: yeah uh, thanks for listening
0: Yes we appreciate you <laughs> Peace out Later